Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined, as ever, by my co-hosts, Dixie Cochran. Hi there. You're very high energy today. This is good. I am. Well, it's a new year. It's a new day. And speaking of which, I'm also joined by Eddie Webb. Hey. You're very low energy today. <laughs> Just balancing it out, you know. <laughs> I guess I'll 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 be normal energy then. Normal, normal yeah. energy, Dixie, which is actually kind the... of high energy. So it'll right. So you're going to skew thing. the numbers. That's why I'm kind of you know trying to offset. I mean, I can, well, that's I all right. Can, I can tone it down. I guess. I don't think you can. The, <laughs> taken the wind out of my sails now, so I... Uh, oh, good, good. I'm yeah, going to have a nice, de- nice depressing podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, to see in 2022. Uh, now, I don't think this isn't our first episode of the year, is it? Because we were no, one before the new invasion. year. Yes, yeah, so we, we started as we mean to go on. I hope people uh, gave that episode a listen if they could tolerate watching that uh, Wonderful movie, and if not, the synopsis was killer bees arriving <laughs> uh, in California by way of Mexico from Africa. Not and, sure how that happened, but and then the worst dungeon crawl ever. I mean, though, it was like, <laughs> was it better than The Hobbit 3? I mean... It was briefer. <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 I'm, which I'm fairly certain is the name of one of the dwarves in The Hobbit. <laughs> Briefer. Briefer uh, madness. Yes, but yeah, it, it was it was a way, it was a way to spend an hour and a bit, wasn't it? And that's, I'm sure we will all remember the true. the beekeeper character. He was very he was very charismatic. I still remember his face had such screen presence. Yeah, no, he was he was very good looking. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, if it gives anyone inspiration for uh, for their games of they came from or indeed hell, Vampire the Requiem, go ahead <laughs> and use Deadly Invasion, the Attack of the Killer Bees, or whatever it was called. It was so memorable, I couldn't name it. Now, I am given to understand that not only is this our tenth anniversary episode. Uh-huh. That uh, did I read somewhere that this is technically something like a two hundredth recording? It's not a two hundredth episode, but yes, is it, is the, it is the two hundredth bit of thing. Right, it is the two hundredth audio file we have uploaded to this podcast stream. So that includes like uh. tales of the Aeon Society and stuff like that. Um, right. So yeah, so we're we're not quite episode two hundred. That we should really start thinking about what we're going to do for that because that's in like two months. But um, we are on. Upload 200. We'll have to see if Attack of the Killer Bees has a sequel. And, well, uh, so I'm thinking that if if this is our 200th bit, we should, and and it being our 10-year anniversary episode, like the Queen of Britain, uh, we could have two birthdays. She has two birthdays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a birthday in April. She has a birthday in June. Really? Why? Yeah. Because uh, it's an it, official like royalty birthday, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it stems back to the year 1748. Story time now, Eddie. Okay. Uh, the reign of... <laughs> oh, you, you actually said that with some enthusiasm. I, I, I'm genuinely interested now. <laughs> yeah. It does genuinely stem back to the year 1748. The reign of King George II, whose birthday was later in the year, and uh, the monarchs of the time liked people coming out onto the streets and celebrating their birthdays and having a bit of pomp and ceremony, or circumstance if you prefer, and uh, because his birthday was somewhere in in the autumn uh, people couldn't do that, the weather was too bad, so they moved his birthday uh, officially to the same time as the Trooping of the Colour, which is when the military have their big parade Mm. And so the two basically coincided. And since then, every subsequent monarch has had two birthdays, their actual birthday and the official birthday, which is uh, the one that coincides with the Trooping of the Colour. So huh. there you go. History lessons with uh, the Onyx Pathcast. Weirdly, well, I actually knew that because when I was in England as a kid, like we we were there during the, the April birthday. And mm. they had to like explain to me, like, it's not actually her birthday, but, you know, you got to see her and wave at her. I, I'm like, just that's cool to a 12 year old, right? Yeah, queen. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, I'm as someone whose birthday is December 24th, then the idea of moving to a more convenient day is really appealing to me. Oh, we should move your birthday, we should move it to like the day Pugmire released or something. I don't even know what that is. Well, we could look that up, I'm sure it's in the records. I'm sure Ian knows. Yeah, we could well, get yeah, a military parade. 
That would be great. <laughs> no, a parade of dogs. Right, yeah. Come put on. dogs in like little military uniforms. and Makes a little more sense. <laughs> Probably <laughs> slightly <laughs> more doable. <laughs> Change it to some beautiful spring or summer day and just have it in a dog park where Eddie can put mm. all the dogs. Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, we're not just here to talk about dogs on parade, about the Queen Elizabeth II, uh, long may she parade. reign. And uh, <laughs> although I, I've got to say, I, I, I don't rate her chances that highly. And uh, we, we aren't just here to talk about our 200th episode or bit. We are here to talk about the 10th anniversary of Onyx Path Publishing. And for that reason, we have a special guest who, if you were smart enough to read the title of the episode, most people do, you'll probably know already. And if you haven't, you might be able to guess. Come on down, Mr. <laughs> Richard Thomas. Hello, gang. Hi, Rich. Hello. How y'all doing? It's been forever since we talked. I know, I know, right? It's amazing. So, look, I was listening to your stuff, and I have a couple of things to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. We're getting notes, y'all. Notes. That's right. This is this is the notes. Yeah, um, you could shave off five minutes of this podcast every uh, every week. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, if no, I'm not going to go into it because you're all wonderful. Um, <laughs> the the I think the episode where you watch the movie is actually the the 200th audio file. So this is the 200th. Oh. God damn it. Yes. I've wasted my historical knowledge. Sorry, I could be wrong, but the one with the zombies was 199, therefore. What if uh, I just delete a random episode from the archive? <laughs> then you win. Yeah. <laughs> I have some I have what? some suggestions we could delete. This is called dogs, world so. building. This is how this works. <laughs> You make your yeah. reality what you want it to be. That's yes. fine. Oh, that episode's problematic now. Yeah, <laughs> let's get rid of that. Yep. Never happened. We don't know anything about it. Um, the other thing is, and I wanted to hear from Matthew on this because it's something that uh, we've been curious about, but we don't, we're not in the midst of it, is my daughter is absolutely convinced that Queen Elizabeth has already passed away and that they're not telling us because they didn't want to do that during the end of the year and all the various celebrations and things that go on like a russian premier you know we'll just stick her on a float uh neatly preserved <laughs> what's, but what's the word in the uk matthew what's what's the word on the streets uh yeah. well I, my my ears been to the street been close to the street been waiting for that scoop uh boss and here's what they're saying give Nothing me a picture of spider-man uh, that I haven't heard this rumor at all. Uh, mostly, despite the fact Queen Elizabeth uh, II is uh, coming up to a rather major birthday, I'm given to understand, uh, this year. Or, I don't know, some kind of jubilee. Um, the main talk is concerning her uh, ill-begotten son, Andrew, right now, for other reasons entirely. He's mm -hmm. rather taken the shine off of the royal family right now. So it's possible that she has died and everyone's so focused on Andrew, the Duke of York, that uh, no one's noticed yet. You know, she's just moldering <laughs> away somewhere in a palace. They're big. They are very big palaces. So she could just be, you know, in a chair, Norman Bates' mother style. Uh, or <laughs> which, which makes Charles Norman Bates. Or, or, or this, is the, <laughs> this is the worst weekend of Bernie's sequel I've ever heard. <laughs> I think Prince Edward would be the worst Bates. or the best. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the worst. <laughs> oh, taking the queen around the things. <laughs> I mean, if she's now, just a corpse hiding in a corner. It's not really very. Uh, she's sitting on a bar stool at a pub somewhere. And, uh, you know, uh, it's like, you have five minutes of hijinks. You just cut the camera to the corpse still sitting in the corner and you did hijinks again, and it's, <laughs> she's uh -huh. still in the corner. Uh, but she's got a new drink in front of her. Now I'm picturing her as the old lady from Knives Out, just like sat in her chair, like absorbing yeah. everything. <laughs> well, that that's how the Queen Mother used to be. Uh, yeah. uh, who's, I, I, I guess, I found also renewed saw her fame. when I was 12. Yes, I met the Queen Mother as well uh, oh, when I was around that age. It seems she visits every child. She's like some kind of <laughs> fairy godmother. <laughs> Um, except, of course, now past. You know, it's been very difficult to focus on this because while I'm while I am not a voyeur, I would just like to describe some of my setup here. 
my PC monitors are in front of a window, so I get light shining in on my face in a nice way while I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want my back to the window. And it just so happens that there are houses on the other side of the street. And this occasionally has come up before. For the since we started talking about the possible faked death or faked life of the Queen, there has been a naked man <laughs> <laughs> standing in his window. Now I can choose to not look at it, and so I'm not. But that doesn't mean I didn't see it. Um, and he just looks so sad. He's just leaning <laughs> in his window. Yeah, he's le- leaning against his window. His head is against his forearm. I would only look briefly, Aww. but it was obviously imprinted. You know, in a, a sort of um, his his arm against the window, his head against his arm, and he's just kind of leaning and there. Diggly Daggly's right there. Uh, yeah, and well, I mean, he's like me. He's several stories up, so I guess he's not at peril of people at street level viewing. But unfortunately, oh. I am at that peril. <laughs> and, oh no. Uh, so now I'm just watching the lines on Zencast to go past instead. Yeah, that's, well, that's calming, I would think. Hmm. <laughs> Certainly less likely to be a criminal take offense. A, so, ta- so, Matthew, take a post-it note. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the window, right, over the, the uh, sensor hip. And, and draw draw what I would prefer? Yeah, draw like, a, a suit sure. on him. <laughs> Again, world building. So, yeah. <laughs> Happy tenth anniversary. So that he can just like change <laughs> what the guy is wearing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those paper dolls you used to yep. play with in the olden days with fashion magazines and so on. Uh, so yeah, tenth anniversary of Onyx Bath Publishing. We've uh discovered <laughs> <laughs> uh, the queen conspiracy theory and also naked man. Naked sad naked man. <laughs> Sadly, I hope he cheers up. Oh, good, he's moved now. I'll I'll keep everyone updated through the course of oh, the. Oh, good, I, I appreciate that. That's really what I'm interested in right now. Yeah, it's it's the it's the uh, the the through line of this particular episode. Is <laughs> what's up with the naked guy? I'm gonna go get on Google Street View and see if I can see him. No. Why? Why? Well, I don't think that's a Google car going past. Oh no, it's all right. He's turned around now. I've just got a view of his ass. So. <laughs> So rich, yes, Matthew. <laughs> tell, tell us the tale of <laughs> um, why Onyx Path Publishing came to be. I know you've told this story before, so add some zhuzh to it. <laughs> something to it. Something <laughs> more you interesting. Make it shorter. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, once there was this company called White Wolf. I worked for it for a really, really, really long time, and then um, there really wasn't, and I started Onyx Path. That was the great. End. I loved that. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. I have seen a lot of fans talking about like remembering that kind of tenuous time between when White Wolf was going away and not knowing really what was going to happen. Uh, and just being like, I, I think it's really cool that, that we, even though I wasn't part of it at the time, but that we got to kind of shepherd some of these lines along, you know, and make, make them not, not go away forever. Well, that was certainly, I mean, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, there's just excellent business reasons for, um, being able to get a license of that uh, with with that level of dedication from the fans, uh, and there's there's our own enjoyment for doing those things. I mean, you know, I was involved with the creation of every uh, White Wolf game there was, and it was you know you know a lot of it was uh, coming home. You know, after being out there working on the MMO. Um, you know, a frustrating experience to put it mildly right and um and re you know coming back to the to the worlds that you know i uh, i enjoyed and i loved and uh, i'd done a lot of work on already uh working with the people like you know my first i think the first developer i started working with straight up uh on a uh, on an onyx path project was justin mm-hmm. um you know and the, so that was that was pretty cool to all of a sudden be mm-hmm. back in the same uh, setup we had done for so many years with Vampire and uh, and, and working on um, the uh, Vampire 20th Anniversary Companion book. So 
that was that was really neat. Uh, same thing coming involved, getting back involved with uh, a lot of artists that I hadn't worked with for a long time, and and being able to say to them, "Hey, yeah, hiring again." Um, that was pretty pretty exciting, and uh, and then of course people that you know had come on midway through or a little bit later in the in, in the white wolf time period but you know people you know like like rose and eddie and uh, um just being able to to say hey let's keep going and being able also at the same time to to pick up the actual ownership of some of those projects like the trinity books and uh, and scion and uh and, uh, and ultimately Scarlands. That was really great. And again, I get to then say to Ian, hey, you know, I think we can do an, another edition um, because now it's ours. And undoubtedly those new editions have done very well. Uh, I mean, uh, if uh, while I don't have stats for anyone, uh, if you, the listener wants to particularly look on Drive Through RPG. Uh, which is one of our main sale v- venues. Not the only one. Uh, you can, of course, buy a lot of these books traditionally printed from Indie Press Revolution. You can even go on Amazon, find them there, all kinds of places. But if you go on Drive Through RPG, there's uh, something called uh, what is it? Badges or medals, where you have different a different metal right. depending on the how well the book has done in terms mm-hmm. of sales. And Trinity and Scion are up there. You know, uh, it's. I think sometimes uh, people will look at Onyx Path as this sort of White Wolf successor and focus on the World of Darkness side of things, which, you know, we've taken a great deal of pride in and I think we've done a hell of a lot of good work on uh, speaking, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I I, I totally agree. And and it has been a joy. um, And, uh, and, and, you know, we hope to continue with a lot of that um, in the years to come. But it's also been not something we had full control or ability to you know really um call the shots on in terms of what else we could do with those properties what else uh, what was you know we had uh, very stringent approval processes that we've we've followed over the years depending on who owned it at what time and i think that's another thing to remember for folks um we're like on the third or fourth iteration of who we're dealing with with the white wolf uh game lines that we have the license for so mm-hmm. you know we, we we have managed to hold on to that um and be able to continue to put out really really good books um way longer than i thought we would be able to it's 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 a joy to be able to say to everybody hey yes we're still we're we're looking at uh, putting out a a, a mage 20th um big book of all the traditions uh coming up and we'll probably we'll be doing some kind of crowdfunding for that and hey hey you know still still there still still putting stuff together that's that's really awesome exalted is still uh pumping out uh projects at this point where we're yeah got over some extremely rough patches in order to start getting things out again and and we are mm-hmm. and i think that's something that uh, a lot of, of- of people casually maybe don't realize is that the the tra- typical licensing arrangements usually on the scale of a few years um you get the license you try to get the product out as, as fast as possible you sell it for a couple of years and then it goes away the license expires you take it off to storefronts and you're done the fact that we've had a license because for 10 years is massive well it's actually one of the reasons why i don't i, I don't really have us hard in trying to get licenses Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and a lot of companies do it really, really well, and they they uh-huh. churn through them. And like you say, in around three years, they start the, the license owner starts looking elsewhere. These these folks start looking elsewhere, and next thing you know, they moved on to the next thing. We've been doing, you know, World of Darkness, Chronicles of Darkness, and uh, Exalted for as long as the company's been in existence. It was one of the key ways that I saw making a successful company in this incredibly small publishing space. Mm-hmm. So um, kudos and, and congrats to all the people we've worked with over the years to, who, who have also been concerned with making really, really good books. It's, mm-hmm. uh, we've been fortunate in a lot of ways that uh, while we may not always agree on what, it, what a, a, given book or given information in that book should be like um, most of the people we've worked with with the license have been 
uh, truly dedicated to wanting to make it as good as, as it could be. And that's, that's not always the case. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's certainly tales that come out of other companies. Well, I'm sure most of us have experienced them at some point or other of dealing with a licensed product where there are an inc- incredibly stringent uh, rules on what you can or cannot say in a game, or you will submit a manuscript and it will come back incredibly heavy with cuts uh, because you're not jiving with an original creator's uh, view, for instance. Um, and, yeah, we've always, you know, while, while some books are, of course, scrutinized more heavily than others, uh, we've always yeah. been pretty, it had a pretty positive relationship uh, with our licensed partners. There's always been constructive. Um, you know, even when sometimes it's a pain to change something, it's still constructive to do it. Yeah, I mean, like I say, there's definitely been some decisions that came down that we were told to do. Um, at the at a certain point, you can, you know, and we have, we, we, we've definitely pushed back when we've been aware of, hey, you know what, our developers concerned about X, that this note that they sent, that's that's disturbing, or that's not the way that they, they meant it, or they, they're trying to skew this in a direction that, that was never intended for the book um and we've tried to work with uh, with all everyone involved with that uh from the original from the creators on our side to the the, the folks over at, at the uh, uh the license uh holder you know the ip owners to make something that works and sometimes we've just had to go along and sometimes we've pushed back and they've gone mm, yeah you know if this is such a big deal don't worry about it uh most of the time you know that we need from that as as the company we need to hear from our developers that hey this is a this is a concern this this note uh, i don't like it so you know when we've done that and it's been it's been uh, it's, it's we've usually been successful in, in at least trying to find a way around it um example uh, i think was the wraith 20th anniversary book um we got a note back saying that we they wanted us to have more uh, world information in it. That it was it was very well focused, but they wanted the broader the broader thing. We said, well, guys, we only have so much, and we'd have to go back and get this rewritten, blah blah. And um, I think it was White Wolf Part de, uh yeah. from, from Sweden. Um, somebody over there said, "What if you took that book?" faces of death and put that in because that has a great overview of everything in it what if you took the, the you know and, and laid that text in and, and, and made it look nice and it was like huh yeah that would solve our problems i would make it a bigger book which yep. we hadn't planned on but it's not crazy bigger and we wouldn't have to go out and hire new people and get everything rewritten and take all the time and effort to uh, to pull that together we just have to take something and, and make sure it looks good and that was not bad yeah, if I, I recall because um, Wraith Twenty was one of the first big books I was involved in, right? As as a writer, and because it spent quite a while in development, it ended up being one of the first books I was involved in as a developer as well. Uh, I, because I came in to help out uh, Rich Dansky, right? Uh, later on in the process, and I remember that we also had some feedback regarding Orpheus at the time. And uh, what we could or couldn't say, things we should add, uh, that was uh, alluding to the audio game, if I remember. Right. Uh, and so... and, and, yeah, and I think that's one of the big problems. We're we're trying to make a really really good book, mm. game book, playable and fun to read, and 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 you know, um, true to the original property in the case of those things. And they've got other priorities. Um, on their end as, as the IP holder, because they're expanding the IP and we don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, so uh, being told, Hey, we want you to do this, this, and this um, usually is, is followed with a, a little bit of an explanation, if not a full, Hey, don't tell anybody, but we're doing this. Um, but a lot of times, um, you know, we, we simply won't know what, <laughs> what bugs up their butt and why, you know, mm-hmm. um, until everybody does so 
So uh, looking back over the last 10 years, and I know that's quite a lengthy time span, would you, what would you describe as, let's take, I like the number four, four highlights, four highlights from the last 10 years. Four highlights. I like that we just yeah. picked well, a random number that you apparently like. Well, if, uh, uh, okay, are there any advances on four? I have no problem with four because four is just one plus three, and one and one and three are thirteen, and thirteen is my lucky number. There you go. There, see, so it all worked out in the end. Yep. So, uh, well, first thing that comes to mind is uh, one of the things that I I really really loved was um, this little uh, this little dog game um, when we did Pugmire. <laughs> yeah, when we did Pugmire, um, it was really the first, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was really the first original IP that, that Onyx had done. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we weren't, you know, we we didn't have that, uh, we didn't have that cushion of 20 years of fans. Um, and it, it did so well. And people were so excited about it, and we heard so many good things. The Kickstarter phenomenal. Uh, it, you know, obviously, it continues to do really, really well for us as, mm-hmm. as a game line. Uh, but that first realization, it was sort of you know, it's like the Sally Field moment. They like us. They really like yeah. us. Um, and and that that started even as far back as when we were doing the playtests and we saw people who just became their characters with the way that you want to have for for your your world you know they just completely inhabited it and that was that was just delightful that was fantastic Mm -hmm. and i remember also um when we were first talking about it i my original pitch was a lot more towards a quote-unquote white wolf style game and you were the one that was like, no, let's, let's actually make this what it really could be um, because I was nervous. I was like, I don't know if our audience will get into funny dog game. And you were very uh, Yeah, you had all of, the dogs divided into clans. I don't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And they all drank blood. It was super weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they could only be out at night. It was, it was a strange game. <laughs> like dogs are not, um, but, I mean, so, not nocturnal. It's a cat thing. God, turns yeah yeah it was it was it was in retrospect perhaps a bad move um but no i mean it was it, it, the fact that you were like okay no i think we can make this work um and, and you're right i mean once we started firmly going that direction we were seeing such a huge response even early on but i was even nervous so i mean you know full full credit you were the one like no let's let's if we're gonna break away let's let's do it let's break away Let's, let's do something so different to show that this is what Onyx Path is doing. We're not just Might Wolf Part 2. We're, we are our, our own company with our own identity and our own vision. And I think it worked really well. Yeah. So that was one. Um, two, uh, I, I, I think it, 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 it's not an, a single incident. It's more the satisfaction of, um, of doing something like the Trinity Continuum where we, we've taken... Uh, a an existing uh, uh, game lines, a series of game lines, you know, but was umbrella game line, tr- the you know Trinity, and have made it different and viable and um, and new f- that r- it really works in two thousand. 20 2022 uh etc let's hope for another you know 2030 um that it's uh it's a we've not only taken it we've expanded on it we're doing new things with it uh you mentioned the drive-through and the trinity continuum assassins has been sitting up in the top 10 for you know weeks and weeks and weeks now yeah um which is fantastic and and we're hoping people really are enjoying the pre-order uh extra text that we provided and stuff like that but the 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 fun of that is you know we are we're world building out from reclaiming our world uh, and 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 making it you know stronger and and we hope funner to play and uh, and so that's that's really uh been fantastic to to be a part of and to, and to watch um you know no uh in, in a very similar way with Scion, although Scion is, you know, obviously there's uh, a different thing that we're doing where we haven't, we have not yet finished reclaiming 
the previous uh, iteration uh, because we're still working on Scion God. Uh, right. So I can't, I don't have the same of like, woo, these are out as, um, as I do with Trinity Continuum where we've, we've worked our way through the, you know, the, the big three. Yeah. I'm still uh, waiting to see Demigod in my lines. hands since I wrote on it. I'm like, give me, yeah. give me Demigod. <laughs> And it's Closer like, like working its way through layout. It's like, come on, come on, dummy god, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, another thing that's a little, it's a little, it's a little less a game oriented. It's a little more uh, people oriented. But the um, amazing way that the three of you and and the rest of our crew and our and our creators uh, came together during. The, the pandemic uh, uh, as it began and as it, it went forward and we started to realize how people were starting to really become affected by it. Um, you know, somewhat weird for us who already worked um, remote uh, as a rule. So it was, uh, we, I don't think we had this, it, it, it had the same impact to us until we started talking to people who, you know, freelancers who had regular jobs and or were now all at home and, you know, um, feeling, feeling the pain of yeah. like, dramatic world and life changes. I also don't think, of course, at the, at the beginning there that we all realized what a toll it would take on our mental health and things like that too, yeah. or the adjustments no. you have to make or suddenly having your whole family or all your roommates at home or we, we, yeah whatever it was like i know that when when all this started back in you know like february march of 2020 we were all like oh it'll be fine like we we already work from home we're used to this and then like you know a a a month or two in we were like this is not good this is weird (laughs) everyone's home all the time (laughs) yeah so yeah you have to get you know it was a thing to get used to and i think you know um our group here stepping up and saying, hey, we need to uh, be talking to our folks more and more and more. Let's do a monthly or I don't know if we were biweekly at one point um, town hall with all of our all, all of our, our developers uh, just to just to keep everybody talking and feeling like, you know, we're, we're all still connected. You have that sense of <laughs> drifting away when uh, when you're not doing regular communication and 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 having gotten through that, it was a it was a tough time. We were really, really lucky that um, some of the stuff that we put into play years earlier was was paying off for us in terms of uh, the companies, even though other companies were feeling a lot of a lot of hurt we did we still did okay uh, all the way through that time period and and so when projects went really slow because people are having a lot of trouble focusing on oh, i gotta sit down and write about this uh you know this uh, this this game world versus while well, the real world is you know exploding around you um it's that's really really tough to do and and people really came through that great so i'm you know i'm really that's one of the highlights for me as much as it was a terrible period and I, they were all still feeling the ramifications and it isn't even over yet since we were just before the pathcast talking about who had just taken their COVID tests. Uh, you know, it's, it's still going, yeah. but our, our, our people really came through and, and, and I, and I hope um, felt better about what was going on because of the things we were doing as a company. And, and that's something that, feels good when you have a company to think that hey you know we're helping people out here um okay and the fourth thing let me think these are a four of your favorite things it's more narrowing it down because there's so many really cool things that went on i mean you know it's 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 tough to say out of all that um well while you're thinking i can provide an update on the naked man across the street it's always good. <laughs> I'm really glad we're doing this during the 10 year celebration in the episode. Uh, news just in. Naked man. <laughs> uh, naked man no longer naked would be the header. Uh, as he has uh, successfully got himself dressed. I think we can all applaud him for that. And, and well, you know, well done. Uh, it can good sometimes job, be man. difficult. Can sometimes be difficult, but uh, he he managed to pull it together, get his clothes on, and move away from the window. 
reports will come in again if he returns to the window and proceeds to undress. If he does, I would assume he's actually doing it for my benefit at that point, uh, which isn't uh, isn't something I'm asking for. But you never know; he may be a fan of the Pathcast, listening to it live somehow. <laughs> That would be unusual. I, I would be very impressed. Mm. And it's Mr. Robot honestly. levels of hacking. There. <laughs> right. So, Rich, while all this has been going on, did you come up with your fourth highlight of the last ten years? Um. Well, I mean, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring us back to uh, to game lines. Um. Uh. And again, launching game lines and launching lines with, uh, you know. We have not done a huge number of brand new lines, mostly because I think, you know, we want to be very focused on where we position those things and, and how they how they fit into the big marker and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but mostly, you know, can we do stuff that we, we're going to have fun with uh, and is not redundant uh, to a large degree with the stuff that, that, that we're already committed to. So um, when we started, uh, they, they came from game line. Um, it was really just a pitch Matthew had made uh, at a vampire convention in New Orleans. And uh, he and I had lunch and went over what he had, and it sounded really interesting. I said, keep going. I'm, 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 this, is, this is new. And as it developed, it became fresher and fresher, really. It was one mm-hmm. of those things where a lot of times you'll get a pitch, and then the more you delve, delve into it, the more you add things to it, it starts to kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, so we're – we're turning this into a real game and it's, it feels like this. And okay. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like it's getting duller so much as it's getting standardized, but every time Matthew and I got together, there was more fun added to mm. the, to the, the, uh, they came from idea, the, the core concept of how it would work. Um, even flipping to story path, uh, Matthew had some ideas on what the system could be. In, and we went to story path, um, relatively s- quickly but even that change all of a sudden new vistas kind of like oh and then we can do this and we can do that we can do this so that was that was a lot of fun the uh, the addition of the quip cards and one of the re- ways that matthew sold me the addition of the quip cards the idea that quipping would be part of this because he knew i was a fan of mst3k <laughs> was to was to uh, to put that in as you know it's sort of like an mst3k uh mystery well, science theater you, you you've heard of that haven't you rich <laughs> you, you peon i'm fairly certain i i gleaned that from you outside the elevators one gen con and then a couple of months later, we were in New Orleans. And to be honest, uh, what I remember most strongly about that meeting in New Orleans isn't the pitch meeting, but the food was excellent, wasn't it? Oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't have it was a nice restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a single bad meal in that city. It was uh, yeah. wonderful. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and the funny thing, of course, with with that and, and the MS two three K thing, uh, the 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 connection then that we could come around and uh, and you know um, become a sponsor for for MST three K's thirteenth season yes. and uh, and and have the uh, you know for me personally the thrill of actually you know having having multiple Zoom calls with Joel. Uh, you, you don't invite us show. to those because you don't you don't love us enough. No. <laughs> this, is, well, this, is, this is this is special me time. This <laughs> 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 is my reward. <laughs> Ten years of putting up with your crap, and now I can do this thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, so that I think I think those are like that's that's the satisfaction of putting out something and watching it grow. I mean, we watched each uh, each of the the, the kickstarters for. Um, that they came from games uh, has grown uh, the number of people who've heard of they came from and hopefully that'll you know once once our sponsorship uh, advertising goes up uh, with with the gizmo plex for mst3k hopefully it'll be a, a thing where that even grows even more so mm-hmm. you know it's kind of the idea when you do an ad you want you know you want new people to check it out um, so yeah that's that's been really really uh a great part of that and we've got we got a raft of new of new things we haven't announced yet new game lines that were, were various stages of, of work on but uh, 
it should be a really interesting next couple of years as as those things get announced and and you go through the process of getting people uh, excited about them. Well, let's talk about the future, uh, as we've got about 20 minutes left. Uh, I think that means... certain and the end is always near. <laughs> that wasn't where I was going, but I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you... I was overcome by the Lizard King. I can't help it. <laughs> it happens. Uh, so, yes, it is the 10th year anniversary, and uh, that means we have some plans for this coming year, some plans to make this year special, not just for us as creators, but also for our long-term and new fans, people who have been uh, providing us with their custom and uh, loyalty, which is, you know, always appreciated. Uh, so, Rich, what do we have planned for the year 2022? Uh, well, you know, like, uh, celebration. Uh, we really, like, as you were saying, we want to celebrate uh, what we've been doing and what we're going to do, but also all of the folks who've been along with us on the on these this 10 years. 10 years, many worlds, one path. Uh, you know, that means a lot to us and obviously it's not just a it's not just an economic thing oh well if we have x number of fans we can assume that uh, 83 percent will follow this it's more it's really great to hear from people who are who have been having fun and who continue to have fun um with with our, our projects um and so a little bit of, a little bit of little treats for everybody in in the course of the year is that every month we're going to feature a different game line and when i say game line again it, it, that if it's a if it's a game that's with a whole bunch of other games that has a umbrella game name over it that's the game line so there'll be a uh, a month of world of darkness and there'll be a mm-hmm. month of exalted and there'll be a month of uh, of the trinity continuum um, but trinity continuum aberrant trinity continuum uh, aeon core assassin all that, that will all be under that month it'll all be happening that month and during that month we're what we're doing is we're discounting um certainly the core books and and usually all the books uh, eventually throughout the month for that game line to 10 percent of their uh, uh price um on drive-through for pdfs so you'll mm-hmm. be able to pick up pdfs for a insanely deep discount mm-hmm. uh, because it's our 10th anniversary it's 10 percent um and that's um that that's going to scatter all through the year um each each month having you know obviously the thing but then like in june we're going to be doing our third uh, onyx path virtual con and during that i understand we have a metric butt ton of uh sales things that are going to be happening is that the official measurement you were given not an imperial button, a metric button. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Absolutely. I can't calculate it in my part of the world what a metric button or any means. Neither can yeah. we, so it'll be fun. I'm <laughs> right. But but for all of our friends in the EU, they'll they'll get it right away. Friends. Um, amigos. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> amigos. And Canada. Amigos. Hmm. And the Canadians, yes. Our our, our friends and, and, and brothers to the north. Many of whom actually, you know, well, not many of them, not like many of like the percentage of Canada, but <laughs> many, we have many friends and co-creators who live in Canada. So we speak yes. for Canada on this podcast. Sixty-five percent of Canada works for Onyx Path. Turns out yeah. it's weird. Twelve of them are uh, are beavers. <laughs> <laughs> A whole bunch of beavers and then Ian A. Watson. Onyx Path dams all over Canada. It's great. Little logo it, chipped into the wood, to the logs by their teeth. Ian is six beavers in a trench coat. I don't think it that's true. Yeah, I, well, I, I'd like to see you prove otherwise. There was a time for a while where, um, on Twitter, uh, I would ask Ian questions about Canada, and he would give me patently false information, and I would just pretend mm-hmm. to accept. Like, um, at one point, I was like, "So, how does the internet in Canada work?" He said, "Well, actually, uh, um, we have trained moose that actually carry the Wi-Fi from different places to your house." You know, and it was, so, so, so only six beavers in a trench coat would make those kinds of lies up. The electric yeah. uh, signals were held between the the giant moose antlers, just right. bouncing exactly. back and forth. That's how they hold it on. It, 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 then yep. they can just. Not put their head down and just shoot the Wi-Fi right into your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he is the king of shit posting. 
<laughs> it is true. So let's never forget. I feel like the now all our listeners Tyson. understand that it's not just us who go on these tangents. Like, it's not just a company-wide problem. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a problem. So <laughs> it's, called, I, it's our corporate culture. Our corporate culture is, is imagination. Right. Exactly. And communication. Oh, nice Therefore, yeah. we speak about the bizarre ideas that pop into our heads. <laughs> Many brainstorming sessions uh, have, have, uh, have given us wild and fantastic uh, ideas for our, our worlds. Uh, most of our brainstorming sessions, you know, are like this. And to be fair, I mean, some of our rambling pathcast stuff has actually turned into real products or is in the yeah. process of turning into real products. So, I mean, you know, these things are legit. In a world of pure imagination. <laughs> Apparently, that music uh, was pretty much composed to the movie, wasn't it? The Willy Wonka, uh, Willy Wonka soundtrack. Oh, really? Some of it was. I think. Um, well, I, I, I mean, maybe Candyman was written for the the thing. Oh, I'm not not sure. Candyman. No, no, that was Sammy Davis Jr. beforehand. Yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> I, I love that song, babe. Uh, so, what, what else is happening in 2022? Is there any anything of note other than sales or uh, convention? Well, well, I mean, that's quite a lot. Let me just uh, bring it down to you know, let's bring it down, focused right in here into the Pathcast. In that, um, one of the things that's going to be happening is the Pathcast is going to also be focused at least one of the weeks of the Pathcast in that month on that game line and how. Yeah. How you folks choose to do that is is actually pretty free and open to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it can be an, it could be interviews with creators, it could be uh, deep dives, it could be uh, you know a uh, a walk through particular games, it could be uh, APs, you know whatever whatever works for that line. I know that you've done some pretty decent um, deep dives into most of the game lines we do already. So you know picking how to do that again, uh, you know. Leave that in your hands. You're more than capable hands. We do have, have some some plans in the background lurking. Mm. Which I'm sure would change completely by the time once you get in front of the mics. But there is a plan <laughs> in place. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and not just for the podcast, for anyone who uh, tunes into our Twitch channel and therefore our YouTube as well, for anyone who wants to catch up, you're going to find a lot of focused programming from month to month. Uh, it's the intention that this month, January, is going to be Dystopia Rising Evolution Month, so you should be able to see. What was <laughs> I don't know that? Why. What, what? It was. It was like it was like a, a little a little drum thing, a little you know serious uh, drum thing for the the post apocalyptic nature of. Oh, okay. So Rich is going to score the podcast. So, like some sort of Fury Road thing. I don't know. Yeah, we've been saying we want a different uh, different tune to open up for this year. So no, no, no. no. Maybe... We, we want an entirely add... scored podcast. Every week. <laughs> I, need, oh. I need like I want music for humor, for tension. I want I minor keys. Dixie's theme. Yeah, exactly. Da, 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 da. Is that is that my... I, I think someone else has that theme already. Yeah, yeah but I, I think would. That's I would. The sky I would work. I would riff off of it a little bit if I was going to actually do it seriously. I mean, I would like you know play play in some other some other things. You actually can't jewel of the Dixies. I have one of the most annoying names to say fast, like just like over and over again. I would just repeat the D over and over again, and then end with the X. I'm just saying, it it it, it falls apart after like four times. Dixie. What the hell was I? Oh yes, Dystopia Rising Evolution. See that this 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 four person booth doesn't work. Yes, January is Dystopia Rising Evolution Month, so expect to see actual plays, deep dives, interviews, uh, all kinds of DRE-focused media on our Twitch, as well as on the podcast, as well as on YouTube. And then you will see, with each subsequent month, a different focus. So if you, the listener, has been on the fence or mildly interested or not at all interested in a game and wants to give something new a chance then you're going to have to, well, you don't have to do anything. You just wait for the month to come along, wait for that slot, tune in, and see whether we can appeal to you. And with any luck, we will. 
especially if games are 90% off, there's uh, no better time to buy than the month of which that game is a focus. So, do it. Extra, extra, get it while it's hot. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really good for people who, you know, have been curious about the stuff, but not wanting to, you know, not wanting to pay full price or even some of the other sales. This is a, this is a really, really easy opportunity to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And because, again, like I said, I think we're going to, uh, like for DRE, I know our plan right now is starting on the 18th, I think it is, of January. The core book will go on sale for the think for, so, the, yeah. for the ten percent of the PDF, and then the uh, the next week after that week after we run a week with that the the next week of it will be all the other uh, various projects that we did for for DRE. So I think it'll you know you can get a, you can get a real good grasp on on the game line and uh, and see if it's something that you like to continue to play with. It is of course a story path game and uh, and there's a lot of stuff that uh, that while Eddie was uh, developing uh, DRE um, was playing around with what can story path do mm-hmm. and and uh, I think you like you did a whole scavenging rule set mm-hmm. um, which you know is not necessarily what um, you know you you might not think of would be good for your incredibly uh, noble scion of um, Apollo, right. But if you were dealing with how to how to survive with some of uh, some of the other uh, other uh, uh, god uh, figures that are a little bit less uh, up there in the sky in the sun and a little bit more down to earth and trying to make things work in the muck, scavenging might be a really good thing for your game. Yeah, or like um, something that uh, someone mentions online recently was. Uh, porting over the scavenging rules into uh, Trinitium Anima to play through mm-hmm. like the aftermath of the Aberrant War right before Cascade gets established. So wow. it's the, you know, how do you, how do you kind of, you know, rebuild your life a little bit before Cascade's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you could just use the DRE rules, you know, a huge chunk of them actually. Uh, oh, that's really smart. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, it's one of my favourite parts of DRE. Uh, I'm a big fan of mini games within a game that that feel natural and feel like natural parts of it. I know we'll go into this in greater detail when we do our DRE focused episode. I am sure. But yeah, I don't uh, want to give away you know everything you guys might might want to talk about, but that's just always been something that stuck out for me. Um, and again, because it was being worked on while we were uh, uh, still finding out what works in StoryPath. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of cool bits in there that, mm. that that people could could even if you don't want to play DRE with you, which mm-hmm. is still a lot of fun. There's a there's there's things in there, and that's one of the advantages of doing StoryPath uh, itself is that as we've expanded and experimented with it, we've had a lot of opportunity to say, does this work? Does this not work? And ultimately, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pull it all together and and, and come up with some kind of StoryPath 2.0. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to to go through the, the various things. Um, somebody said with the tasty bits, they can't believe every time they pick up a tasty bit for another story path game line, they find a use for it in the thing that they're playing. Yeah, um, because you know, hey, I didn't think I would want this in this world, but I really do it, and all the rules work, so I'm just going to port it over. Yeah, right. Before, the, yeah. I remember someone was like, you know, hey, I don't know why I wouldn't really want Aeon, but you know, the pets thing is really useful for making animals for my. I think it was their aberrant game. Yep. Before this month, no one would have wanted snakes on a submarine, but by the end of it, everyone <laughs> will be putting snakes on the submarine. You have built the audience right. for that, Matthew. Uh, well, I blame Dixie, but uh, I merely carried the baton when Dixie was too tired. No, 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 no. Dixie basically <laughs> kind of said, "Hey, there's a baton over here," and you snatched it from her hands and ran full tilt for the door. Wait, there's yeah. there bats? There's bats on the submarine now? Yes, too? batons. Yes. Bats on? Oh, that's not a good place to have a bat. Colony. I think. I guess it's dark. Why not? It's dark. Yeah, but you know, it's a rather limited flying area. So, Rich, I want to say thank yes, you very Matthew. much. I want to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast. But that doesn't mean I've concluded. It's because I want to turn to the guest, the guest hosts. No, the regular hosts for a moment. Guest host. Yeah, uh, I consider for you Matthew's my guest. Yeah, when I'm hosting, wow. you're, you're wow, all my guests. Cool. Please. Uh, 
come safely, go freely, or whatever. Now, enter freely and of your own will. Yes. Uh, the the reason I turn to Eddie and Dixie is because you know all three of us have been here now for a duration. Uh, we've been on many projects, and uh, while we have limited time to expound, I'm sure we'll go into it a bit more in future episodes. What about the two of you? What are your highlights over the last uh, the last ten years of Onyx Path, either as a fan or as a creator? Uh, let's like start Rich with stole Eddie's. Well, we'll start with you, Dixie, <laughs> so Eddie can come up with a new one. <laughs> Gosh, that's that's difficult. Um, I mean. I can just cop out and say getting hired, <laughs> both both that initially nice. in 2015 and then full time in 2018. I thought I genuinely uh, thought you were just going to stop at saying getting high. Thought, well, yeah, you know, that's a good reason to celebrate the I last ten years. I don't do drugs anyway. Um, that's why it's so impressive. <laughs> somehow, without actually doing drugs, I've gotten high. Uh, yeah, no, I I liked every kind of step I took, kind of closer to the company because we had 2015 where I started just working under Rose to do all my editing, and then in 2017 is when I came to Gen Con and met everybody, and actually kind of like became friends with a lot of y'all, you know. Um, and then of course 2018 is when I started full time, and honestly, also starting the podcast. Like doing the podcast has been really cool because uh, I like having that, you know, kind of weekly check in with Matthew and Eddie. And even if like sometimes we talk for a, a full hour before we record, and that's awesome because that's kind of a chance for us to just you know chat the kind of thing you would do like over lunch in an office. Uh, so yeah, I think just like every. Every little step that I've gotten closer to everyone has been great. Uh, I'm not going to pick out a specific book or anything, uh, but also stepping into writing for me has been very cool uh, on the various projects I have written on. And what about you, Eddie? Um, honestly, it's been it's, it's kind of a cop-out, but I mean, Onyx Path as a whole has been really huge for me because, I mean, I've been part of Onyx Path in some form or fashion pretty much since day one. Yeah. Whether it's been the liaison from CCP, whether it's been as a freelancer, whether it's been as a full-time contractor like you were now. You the B20 or even... guy. Yeah, Forever I was a consultant ago. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also, I mean, I just did the math. Um, I've been working with Rich for 15 years now. Um, and so being able to work with you, Rich, has been just, I wouldn't be where I am right now in, in this industry if it hadn't been for you. That was um, a heck of an interesting Gen Con when we uh, we all got together. Yeah, I, I remember the very first time um, where we it was supposed to be a job interview, and we ended up talking about Max Headroom for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there that set the tone for the entire rest. That of is very day. typical with Rich. Like I know that when we had our big Gen Con meeting in twenty eighteen with, with with the four of us, like we were talking for four or five hours, and it was not always about work. <laughs> no, near the end, we were just like, "Oh my god, it's been that I'm so tired." <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so I mean, like, and, and then of course get a chance to work with, with, with you and, uh, you, both of you and all of our freelancers. I mean, um, I learned a lot, even, uh, just working with, with you, Dixie and with you, Matthew, you know, just the way you guys come to things, you have new ideas, a new perspective, and it's really helped shape me. And I think to a large degree shape the company. So, I mean, just the people I've got, we've gotten to work with, we have a lot of really fantastic people. They're creative, they're, they're engaged, they're excited. And that's always really fun. It really helps me. So, uh, just, the, the people I get to work with has been definitely the high point. And um, for me, uh, I can cop out as well and say, well, what they said. Uh, but it's, you know, oh, it did, really... Did, did, did you start editing in 2015 and then come to editing in 2017? And then get Pretty much, yeah. I didn't tell very anyone, close, though. But... I was very, I was very, very <laughs> subtle about it. Uh, well, he's got stacks of, 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 of Onyx Path books before he was hired that he's edited. He's got red uh, lines through all sorts of things. Oh, I can't believe they wrote that. Oh, yeah, that. I edited them after the fact. Yeah, and now, send now them you in hire diligently. Me. Yeah, <laughs> so I found out what your games about, and amazingly, it worked. Uh, I no, so obviously, uh, the last ten years, and especially the last what I guess four or five years now, have been quite amazing. Being able to pursue this kind of career full time. And uh, one thing I am incredibly grateful for, glad of, is the creative freedom that we have. Uh, when we, when you know, we were talking just briefly there about the scavenging system in DRE. 
being able to create something like that because the creative process is energetic it is freeing it's it's inspiring when you're working on a game and you realize well there's nothing here that quite does what i want so i can create something that works within this framework so it works within story path or works within storyteller or whatever to make this into the game i want it to be and the fact that i've been able to do that with games like they came from and with V five for that matter, is is amazing. You know, it's it's quite an opportunity to leave an imprint on on a game you're working on that you then see people using and enjoying. So yeah, uh, I think that it, it's been wonderful to be able to just being free to be creative and have it be encouraged to do so uh, is is a fantastic thing. And a, a highlight for me from the last decade, definitely. So, we have passed our hour mark. We have celebrated our 10th anniversary, but the celebrations are not over. The celebrations will rage for a full year of drunken year. debauchery. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, and that's, <laughs> that's the other thing. We've announced a bunch of stuff. We've announced it on Monday on the blog, and, and we're talking about it here, uh, about what we're doing for the next uh, for the next year. But, you know, it that's it's not limited to that we if we get mm. a, an idea midway through that oh we should do this um you know we're gonna we're gonna think you know is this a way that that celebrates uh what, what we've what we've accomplished where we're going and you know uh, the amazing people we get to work with and the amazing people that that uh, buy and enjoy our, our our projects and you know we're, we're, we're gonna jump into it whatever it is so keep it keep an eye open we don't know yet yeah uh, well, thank you again very much, Rich. If people want to find you online, where would they go? Oh, just, uh, you know, email me at richt at the onyxpath.com. Um, or the blog, the Monday blog, every every week. You can also put comments yeah. in. Yep, diligently updated every single damn week. Every damn Monday. Right <laughs> after our meeting, I start typing away and cutting and pasting and sawing and gluing. It's nuts. <laughs> and uh, and Dixie, if people wanted to find you online to talk about soaring and gluing, <laughs> you can find me pretty much anywhere as Dixie Cyanide. I'm often in the Discord. By often, I mean pretty much always. Uh, and yeah, hanging out. And I I do want to say something real quick, just while we're on the podcast, I'll probably put it in the Discord soon too. Is that we are looking for more people to stream on our Twitch channel. And we have a form mm -hmm. that has been linked kind of around that I'm like I said, I'm, I'm going to put it in the discord as well. So you'll be able to find it there because um, we we want more shows and especially we want more shows that are celebrating the, the, the stuff that we've made over the past 10 years. So all the things that we were just talking about in this between, you know, Scion, Trinity, Cavaliers of Mars, Pugmire, you know, like they came from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because I'm not going to sit here and do it all. But like we really want people to, you know talk about some of that content so if you're listening and you're interested in doing a stream whether it's like a deep dive lore stream or an actual play or whatever let us know yeah. absolutely and uh, eddie if people wanted to find you and talk to you about sewing and gloring where would they go i don't know what gloring is so i'm probably not the best expert on that thing that you just made up um <laughs> Uh, but you can find me at uh, pugsteady.com, P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find me on Twitter at Pugsteady. And building off of Dixie's point, um, one such show that we just finalized like right before recording um, is uh, Daniel Lazone and I are actually going to be doing a regular, um, we're calling Lunching Crunch, where we get together on lunch on the Twitch channel and talk about game mechanics design. And we're going to talk about story path games and how they're made and why we made some of the decisions we made. So that's the kind of thing that we're looking for if you're interested in helping us. It's not just necessarily running our games, but also talking about our games. Absolutely. And yes, you can find me on MatthewDawkins.com, on Twitter at DawkinsMP, on the Onyx Path Discord. And I guess as we're talking about Twitch, I will also throw something in there just to echo what my good colleagues have said, that if you are interested in creating media, whether it be actual plays, discussion videos, interviews, deep dives, uh, character creation videos, they are incredibly popular and incredibly helpful. Unboxing. Then, yeah, unboxing videos. Hell, you know, uh, we we have people who do that already, and do it, more people doing it is no bad thing. Uh, whether, and if Twitch isn't your thing, and you have something like TikTok or YouTube, 
just get in touch with us because we can highlight your media on our website and we are very happy to do so. So please do. And with all that said, Rich, sign us off. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. And it's uh, we've had 10 years. Let's look at another 10 and see what happens at the uh, in the fun that we can have uh, during those, uh, those 10 years. And therefore, 10 years, many worlds, one path. Kissed. Yay, good job. <laughs> <laughs>